Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Arnie's. I'm your host, Matt Johnson, aka the guy that thought Quantum of Solace was pretty good. I'm Keith Baker, aka the guy that can't decide if The Grey or Phantom Menace was a better movie. And I'm Austin Terry, the guy that thinks the movie Chef is Jon Favreau's best work. I'm privy to Elf, personally, but I can't fault you there. We hope you've all been having another great week and weekend, and that your start to 2021 has been filled with positive vibes and good TV. We are back with another bonus episode for you, where we break down each and every episode of the latest and hottest TV shows. We've done this so far with both The Boys and The Mandalorian Season 2, and today we are continuing the crazy adventure we started last week with the latest entry to the MCU, WandaVision. If this is your first episode of The Arnie's, welcome. Our main episodes come out every Tuesday. Last week, we discussed our thoughts on Quantum of Solace as part of our bi-monthly series taking a look back at Daniel Craig's James Bond movies. Keith, now that that episode is out and available to everyone wherever you get your podcasts, how do you think that episode came out? Yeah, uh, no, I definitely enjoyed uh, re-watching Quantum for sure, Um, and I thought our episode on it was fantastic. Austin, what do you think the theme of that episode was well it's got to be pay your writers pay your writers you got to pay those writers but everyone did quantum of solace deserve all the hate it got well we broke it down so go check that episode out and austin this tuesday we are releasing the first part of our dungeons and dragons journey we've never played before so this is a big deal tell everyone out there what this episode is actually going to be and what they can expect Yeah, so on our main episode this week, the three of us will sit down and play our first game of Dungeons & Dragons. We are joined by Nick from the Very Good Adventuring team. He is our guest dungeon master and put together a great campaign for the three of us. It's a really fun episode. It's casual and different from what we normally do. Um, I think I can speak for all three of us when I say we had a great time putting that one together. So be sure to check that out and come adventuring with us on Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you're listening to this in the future, I don't know, just scroll up on your podcast feed or something, figure it out yourself. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of that, I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the future, but I was really excited for that pitch of that episode. And then I was always down for it. And then for whatever reason, the day of, I was just not at all excited. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this recording. And it ended up being a blast. (laughs) So you nailed it. It was such a fun time. So yeah, I love it. We have tons of great content already out. You can go check out. And clearly we have some good stuff coming down the pipeline. Very exciting. As for now, though, it's time to return to Westview for the third episode of WandaVision. I seem to be the highest on the first two episodes that were released last week. You guys were a little bit lower on it, but you still seemed intrigued enough to come back. So now we've moved into color in a Brady Bunch, Good Times, and Mary Tyler Moore-inspired episode, and we may or may not see a bit more of the mystery unravel. Austin and Keith, why don't you give everyone a quick reminder of your thoughts on the first couple episodes and your non-spoiler thoughts on episode three. Yeah, I, th- I think it's fair to say for me that I was the most down on episodes one and two. Uh, my biggest critique being I'm just not a big fan of the black and white sitcom setting. I gotta say, though, color makes a big difference. No spoilers, of course. This episode is a good time. The chemistry between Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany continues to be exceptional and really carry this show forward. The quote-unquote main plot of the sitcom, you know, it's fine, but it's not the thing that makes me excited to watch every week. I personally continue to be glad that there's more that meets the eye with this show, and I can't wait to unravel more of the mystery each week. Yeah, uh, first episodes were fun for me. I think I'm a little bit more up on it than Austin is, especially when it comes to the black and white 60s sitcom thing. But I am kind of with you, Austin. I'm glad that they're in the the, uh, 70s now and they're in color. Great acting all around. 
the story is, you know, it's got me on the hook because, I mean, like I said, I didn't go into this watching anything or reading anything about it before, so I'm still kind of going into it blind. And as far as episode three, non-spoiler thoughts, uh, this one went in a way different direction than I expected it to go. I think that's all I can say without spoiling anything. I got to agree with you guys as well. Non-spoiler thoughts, of course. I just thought this was such a great balance. It gave us a really fun sitcom plot that I was actually having a really fun time with, and they did a good job of not making it seem so mundane. They actually made use of Wanda and Vision, their powers and these characters, and how they would actually fit into this type of wacky plot continuing from episode two with the pregnancy. And how they incorporated that mystery element that we've talked a little bit about so far it was certainly more of it, a better balance. And I thought this episode was, was fantastic. So if you're someone that maybe was more like Austin that was, you know, just hoping we would get more as the series went on, I think you got to stick with WandaVision at least through this episode because I think it's going to hook you and get you even more ready for what's to come. Yeah, the mystery will definitely have you keep coming back each week for sure. And with all that being said, I think it's time to throw up our spoiler warning. So if you have not seen episode three of WandaVision, give us a pause right here, go check it out, and then come on back to hear our thoughts. So let's get into spoilers. First and foremost, let's get to our full cast and crew breakdown. So again, this is season one, episode three of WandaVision, and the title is, of course, Now in Color. The show is created by Jack Schaefer, directed again by Matt Shackman, and this episode was written by Megan McDonald. Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff and Paul Bettany as Vision, of course, return to headline. And this time around, we have returnees, Tayona Paris as Geraldine, Catherine Hahn as Agnes, David Payton as Herb, and this time we have Randy Oglesby as Dr. Nielsen. Keith, why don't you remind everybody, if you're somebody out there that's watching along with us, or you're going to wait to watch WandaVision and come back to this episode later, Keith, just give us a quick reminder of what went down in this episode. During the 1970s, Wanda and Vision deal with Wanda's rapidly moving pregnancy. After some hijinks, she gave us birth to twins with the help of Geraldine. Vision catches Agnes and Herb gossiping about Geraldine and that they may be trapped in Westview. Geraldine reveals she knows Ultron killed Wanda's twin brother, Petro. Geraldine is then cast out from a wall of TV static around Westview, where sword agents surround her. And of course, we have a mid-commercial break that advertises the Hydra Soak bath powder and lets you vacation without leaving your home. I love it. I love it. I love that little Hydra kind of a jump in there. And I love that they focused on the aspect of, don't worry, you can vacation without leaving your home. Of course, tying into the whole them being trapped here aspect. I thought that was so perfect. Well, and COVID. Can't leave your yeah, home during COVID I guess COVID that's as well. true. There's a, there's a real life connection there too. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I wonder if the people in Westview can get COVID. I wonder if Wanda's keeping them safe from that. Let's hope so. Well, that's kind of it. That's our quick plot synopsis. So boys, let's get into the bulk of this episode. It's time for our roundtable discussion. We all brought some points to the table that we wanted to break down, so I'll start us off. And like it, kind of like I already said, I think this episode, once again, just proves that Marvel, with the whole team they put together, the higher-ups, and like the individual people they get to create these shows, direct, write them, all that stuff, they just get it. The pacing here was perfect for me, and like I already mentioned, it was such a great balance of fun storytelling that actually carried over from the last episode, with the whole pregnancy plot and unraveling the mystery of Westview. And then also, what's going on in the show in general? Like, it's just 
I feel like they're really nailing the balance now, and I can't wait for how that will continue. If maybe the balance will tip, maybe we'll get more mystery and less sitcom. I don't know. Either way, I'm excited. So what did you guys think of the actual pregnancy plot and the continued craziness of the mystery of the show? Yeah, I was really happy to see that like when the when the sitcommy plot kind of wraps up, we still have like 12 minutes left of the episode. So like they're certainly giving more and more airtime to the mystery, which I think is a really smart move by Marvel. I was not expecting it to go this way. I think I was expecting more of the sitcom kind of just and with the other stuff kind of just lurking in the background a little longer. But I'm glad that it did kind of accelerate and then we're kind of getting more info to what's going on in the background. It's kind of like what we talked about last week, how it's, it's so smart that they released episodes one and two together, because those really were the ones where a sitcom occupies the bulk of the episode. And now they can focus more time on these remaining episodes to give us to feed us more of the mystery. Yeah. And something they've done a great job since episode one is incorporating actual things that would happen in a sitcom with the mystery, which I feel like is it's easy to do one or the other, but it's hard to incorporate them at the same time. Like, for example... In the first episode, the whole plot was, oh, man, is it our anniversary or are the hearts coming over for dinner? But then the hearts coming over for dinner leads to one of them choking, which leads to this really weird moment of one of the characters seemingly like leaving their body and just being like, help him, stop it, help him, stop. It's like, what's happening? And then Vision having to save them. So they somehow – and here – here again, it was like the best example. I mean, it, everything here feels like a 70s sitcom, even down to the stuff with the mystery, like Vision catching Agnes and Herb, like gossiping, like, you know, the classic next door neighbor character. But what they're talking about is pretty relevant to what's going on as part of the pregnancy plot. But also, it's totally like referencing the fact that, oh, we're trapped here. Jody doesn't belong. Is she from the outside? So... They're just balancing everything while still letting it feel like a fun sitcom. But when that dread kicks in, like we talked about last week, the show is creepy as hell. It's it's haunting in, in large part to the acting and the writing. Uh, like by the end with Wanda just saying, oh, she had to run off. It's like, oh, my God, this show's like yeah, she, she scary. sounds creepy, too, right there, too. Yeah, but I just love the balance. It's so good. And Herb with the saw going through the stone. Oh that kind of creeped God. me out. That was what definitely was a glitch going on there. whatever it is, yeah. And speaking of Herb, just a quick shout out to the set design. I love that it's so clear that it's just a painting behind Herb of a lawn. Yep. Like, yeah. like, and mm. ex- exactly how it would be on, on a 70s sitcom. I thought that yeah. was an awesome little touch. Obviously, also letting it feel more like the environment is totally fake as well, which was also just added to that whole aspect too, which was cool. So yeah. the production design in this show is out of this world. I mean, I, I just had my like, eyes wandering, even in like the scenes in the house. Like It was just so like beautiful and felt so 70s and like it was just so cool to look at this entire show so was there stained was the stained glass in their house was that purposely like the marvel logo colors did you guys did it did that stand out to you guys it kind of felt maybe more like the uh infinity stone colors now that i'm thinking about it oh maybe, maybe that's that. what i'm thinking of yeah maybe that's what it is good catch good catch. which i also i also like the marvel studios logo in this episode uh all the characters come in but then they turn black and white i was like oh that's kind of a fun little touch too yeah, part of the fun as well. I again, kind of like I mentioned at the top, I like how this show isn't just a straight sitcom. It's a sitcom starring two beings with crazy powers. So I love that they use that during this whole pregnancy scare and the story. Like her contractions cause a power surge, her water breaking causes a storm, and Vision getting nervous and like trying to breathe along with her causes him to levitate. I just thought it was so funny and just added to this whole world. Were there any standout scenes for you guys with that? I love the blocking of the scene when Geraldine shows up unexpectedly and Wanda's walking through the house trying to like 
keep her angle just right so Geraldine can't see her belly. And then they're also trying to avoid the stork that's walking through the house. I, I thought that whole sequence was really fun. And as far as like glitches goes, what about the uh, like the rewind? We get another rewind, right? We do. And that one was weirder because it wasn't it wasn't like a like a full on rewind like we saw in the other one. It was more of just like a jump cut almost. Like it was, I thought my TV was broken for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Basically, vision in kind of this creepy scene because Wanda, as we talked about last time, is clearly in some control. She is pretending like this is her ideal life, but I think under the surface, as we see at the end of the episode, which we'll get to, but she knows what's going on. Whereas Vision, I think partly because he's dead doesn't really and also doesn't have the same powers so like whenever he walks in the house and is like noticing all the creepy stuff that herb was doing and all that he's like what i mean it's this great scene where he's like wanda i think something's wrong and then she's kind of sad that he caught on a little bit and then you're right there is no rewind effect like last time it just cuts and then this time vision is just like oh we'll get through this which again it's kind of sad too because it's almost like she's not only creating this world for her to be happy, but she's also kind of, again, even though the even though Vision's dead, she's clearly also kind of, once he says something that seems to catch on to the idea of this world, she basically is like, no, you don't, you don't think that. And then tell me what I want to hear. So I feel better about being here. So it's, it's kind of sad too, in the sense that she needs to do that to him. It's so clear that she's just trying to like placate him to make him so comfortable that he doesn't right. feel the need to be suspicious. Even, even with something like as far as her pregnancy, like when they're, when they're arguing about the baby, he wants to name one of them Billy and she wants to name one of them Tommy. And then when the first child comes out, they name it Tommy. And then it's, and then of course she has a twin, so he can name the other one Billy. Like that also seemed really convenient to me too. And it seemed like it was another way of Wanda doing everything she can to keep uh, Vision yeah. just calm and happy and uns- unsuspecting. Totally. So speaking of the twins, what are we thinking about these two? Are Tommy and Billy just a plot device for this episode? Or do you think their kids are going to play a part in the rest of the series, maybe grow up? And now that we have kids... Are we destined for a Drake and Josh themed episode? Oh wow, Keith would Keith could oh, only man. hope. I would love it. <laughs> it is a good question that Vision asked. How did they have kids? Isn't he part machine? Like, can they really have kids, or is this all just part of? Like you said earlier, also, is this all just part of her little construct that she has? I think she just made herself, yeah, appear pregnant, and then whenever the time came, just had the kids there. Just you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, I don't. He obviously didn't get her pregnant the yeah. traditional way i think she just made herself pregnant and then within the world made herself give birth and that's what happened so yeah so yeah what do you what do you think keith like how how will they how will the kids play a part going forward do you think it could lead into more of what we talked about last episode it going into yeah like a drake and josh or a uh Full house kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Full house is probably the more likely outcome. <laughs> yeah, because we still have the 80s to go through. It's like some 80s and 90s yeah. type shows to where kids play. Like It's more, those are the shows that were more about family, I kind of guess. So maybe that that's yeah. on purpose too. And are these kids going to grow up like exponentially? Like they're going to be like already like five years old next episode or they're going to be babies still? I think they're going to grow up really fast just because the pregnancy was so accelerated. So do we think these kids are going to have any powers or abilities that they're going to have to hide as well? Or will they be like the typical sitcom kids with no powers? I'm I'm guessing they're probably not going to have powers to begin with, and then we'll get a surprise later on that they do. Kind of like an Incredibles kind of thing. Yeah. Where they think they think, they think Jack, Jack doesn't have any powers until he lights his dad on fire or whatever. It's be something like that. I can't remember if it was Wanda or Vision in the episode, but one of them mentions like, 
Are they going to be half android, half human? How does that work? So I would have to imagine since Wanda is clearly, you know, like basically whatever word you want to use, like willing herself to be pregnant, she created it in the construct. I, I would think she would make her kids have powers, whether she did it intentionally or not, whether they have like a mixture of Vision's powers or hers, or maybe like somehow they can switch back and forth like Vision can from human form to android form. Like maybe they are actually androids that can switch back. So I don't know, but I'm excited to see how that plays a part because based on the comedy they've been doing up until this point, you would have to think that would play a part like little kids having to kind of conceal themselves from the rest of the world. I'm assuming that will factor in somehow. Ooh, like Son of the Mask? Wow. If only. We are bringing up so many incredible uh, comparisons in these episodes. You know, first Drake and Josh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, now Son of the Mask. We could only hope for all of these to make an appearance in some way. <laughs> so do you guys think we'll get a scene of like Wanda has to choose between staying with her kids or leaving Westview to go help the Avengers? I do think that's going to be kind of the big emotional moment of the end. She's going to have to leave Vision and the kids behind. I don't know why, because it's not real, or maybe the growing bubble is dangerous, and who knows, but I I don't think uh, Elizabeth Olsen's done with the MCU anytime soon, so I imagine she will be leaving the bubble at the end to go back to the real world and the Avengers. Oh, that's interesting that you think the bubble might be growing. That could be an interesting plot device. Yeah, because I'm just wondering why she would have to leave. The only reason I can think of is if she's endangering people somehow, you know? Otherwise, why does anybody really care? Unless, I guess, they just think that Wanda Maximoff is a danger. And if she can do this, maybe what other stuff could she do? And they want to, like, take her out. Like, I, I still don't know what the conflict is. So that's, that's what I'm also excited to find out. So, Matt, do you know is in the MCU or just in the Marvel comics, is S.W.O.R.D. a good organization or a bad organization since they're kind of the counterpart to S.H.I.E.L.D.? They're still, you know, you. I mean... I think S.W.O.R.D. typically is a bit more vague, but I mean, they are a good organization. They are hand in hand with S.H.I.E.L.D. They do. I can't remember in the comics. I know it's different what they like what they handle as opposed to S.H.I.E.L.D. But here, all I can remember is in this show, they're referred to as like the sentient weapon observation something something, which, you know, sentient weapon, I think that's what they would be referring to as Wanda Maximoff. She is a living weapon based on the powers she possesses and the things she can do. So they're clearly observing her based on what we've seen and what their goal is, we still don't know. But I think my guess is people are scared of what she could be doing if she is capable of literally creating a world and ostensibly life within it since Vision's dead. So I think some people might be scared of what this could do, mainly S.W.O.R.D. being that entity. I'm interested to see what is happening with them in the background. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I wasn't expecting the real world to leak into this episode as much as it did. Uh, I thought it was going to keep dropping little hints throughout like they did in the first two. What's y'all's predictions? Are we going to end up back in the real world faster than we expected? Or are we going to like still kind of play this half sitcom, half real world thing? I'm not sure if we're ever going to get away from the sitcom stuff, at least in this season. But I, I think it is pretty clear that they're going to start letting this mystery occupy more and more screen time of the episode. So maybe just things popping in and out, like Geraldine going in and out of the world. They'll have more things like that, I guess. Yeah, I think we'll have the sitcom setting, but I think we are going to keep popping in and out of it. That's kind of what I'm assuming based on the ending of this one. I wouldn't be surprised if the next episode starts and we find out more about Geraldine outside or maybe what the team outside is trying to do so yeah i think probably popping popping in and out but still i think 
the sitcom scenario is going to be what takes up most of the screen time. And as we know, I mean, I, what I assume we are going to be seeing 80s and 90s as we go forward. So that's still going to be the priority. But like we saw in this episode, they had a great balance of while they were doing the sitcom stuff, they still had the mystery in there kind of influencing each other with conversations between like Agnes Herb and Vision. So I'm not too worried going forward. I feel like regardless of how much time we actually spend in Wanda's world of Westview, I think uh, it's going to be interesting and enough mystery to hold us over. So speaking of kind of the simulation in this world being maybe a little different than what we thought it was in the first episode, the doctor makes a comment about never being able to leave the town. Um, Vision for sure has no idea what's going on. I think it's pretty clear that Wanda has some sense of control over this place, but how much control do we think she has? Do we think there is like a sinister plot at work behind the scenes here, or is this whole world Wanda's doing? I think Wanda's fully in charge. I think the people outside are just watching. Based on the way the rewinds worked of her seeing the beekeeper last week and then just saying no, and then it immediately rewound... And then this time Vision says something that seems to be catching on and then it basically it just immediately clicks back. To me, she is without a doubt fully in charge. I think she's clearly the one that got rid of Geraldine at the end. So I think she's, yeah, fully in control here. It's just somehow based on the TV screens, people are able to tap in and watch what's going on and clearly send people in, I guess. I mean, the beekeeper, um, Geraldine, they seem to be able to go in and out. So. That being said, whatever's inside the bubble, I think she's in charge of. Yeah, you did mention the beekeeper there from last episode. Do you think that whole sequence of events was S.W.O.R.D. trying to insert an agent like they did with Geraldine and just at that moment they happen to get caught? Because Agnes and Herb say, hey, Geraldine just showed up. She doesn't have a house. She doesn't have a family. You think they were trying to do the same thing with that beekeeper? Yeah, because the beekeeper had a sword emblem on his back, on the back of like the beekeeper outfit. And then this time we see Geraldine has a sword emblem on her pendant. Now, I don't know if S.W.O.R.D. is one putting those there. That would seem weird. Maybe Wanda's somehow able to pick people out. I don't know. We don't also know what Wanda's like history with S.W.O.R.D. is. So it's kind of, I guess, a bit hard to say. But yeah, I think Geraldine and the Beekeeper were agents that they were trying to insert. And yeah, like Agnes said, if she just showed up, it seems like she just kind of stumbled into it on purpose and then I guess lost her memory somehow. And then on that note, what do you guys think? Is every resident in this town a sword agent or are some of them like imaginative or are some of them just innocents that happen to be living in this town before Wanda showed up? How do you think the residents of this town is working here? As far as like Agnes and Herb go, I mean, they're the ones that you really got to watch, right? I mean, I, I can't tell what their deal is, if if they are aware that they're in there or if they're undercover. I, I can't tell if they're undercover or not yet. But it is clear that they're trying to kind of like establish some sort of relationship with the Vision. I'm not fully sure either. I mean, it, it seemed like Herb at the very end was clearly about to say, we can't leave or trapped or we're stuck here. Clearly about to say something like that before getting cut off. But um, yeah, it's hard to say if they are undercover. But if they are, what's their goal? Just to kind of get close to them over time? It just seems like a weird move if that's what they're doing. And then why would they single out Geraldine if they're also undercover? So I don't know. I think there's more to it, but I don't think they're undercover. I have I have a theory that I was wondering about, which is at the end of the episode, we see that in a surprising move for me, whenever Geraldine gets flung out of the thing, we see that Westview is a place. You know what I mean? Like 
There's a sign that says Westview. Yeah, there's like yeah, and there's like a up. town beyond it. But when she flies out, we don't we only see her pop out of like a force field. So I'm wondering if Westview is an actual neighborhood where people were living, and then Wanda comes along, distressed over Vision's death and everything that happened during Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, maybe she sees all these happy people. Yeah, and she's like, like, I want that with Vision. Yeah, she sees Herb, she sees Agnes in present day, and she's like. I want that. I want a family. I want Vision back. And then maybe in some moment that she doesn't even know she can do, sure, she's so powerful. She doesn't even realize she creates this world. And now everyone that was living there is trapped there. Now they're kind of, I guess, prisoner to Wanda's time traveling weird capabilities in the sense that they're moving throughout the 60s and 70s. And they're aware that something's wrong. They're not, they're clearly not fully aware, but they at least know that they don't belong there. And that they're kind of trapped. Like the doctor also said, he can't leave either. So I'm wondering if maybe that's what it is. I guess the weird thing about that, though, too, is like, you would think they would be terrified of Wanda, but the whole town still like casually interacts with her throughout all this, which makes me think that like the residents that we see on screen maybe have some like ulterior motive. Well, again, though, we saw Geraldine, I'm assuming a sword agent, go in there and like because she knew what happened with Ultron and and, uh, the Max and Pietro Maximoff, the brother. So I think she was sent in there. And I guess by going in, she lost her memory. And only before Wanda basically jogged her memory, was she able to remember why she was there. So if that happened to her, then I would assume it happened to all the other residents. And maybe Herb had a moment there where he was like, oh, that's right. I'm stuck in here. And then he, like, tries to say it and then gets cut off. That all being said, I think we could still be right about Agnes being someone that does have more of a knowledge. Because she was the one talking to Herb and kind of clearly suggesting Geraldine didn't belong there and maybe they were stuck. So I'm, I'm more curious about her. Herb might be an innocent bystander <laughs> to all this, I feel like. So we kind of touched on the last scene. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the scene right before that, though, which I think is the most kind of sinister thing we've seen so far. I thought it was such an amazing scene. And even though I'm such a big MCU guy, I didn't really pick up on it initially, but we kind of talked about already the whole, why would Wanda have twins whenever she kind of can control that? And I think you guys kind of already nailed it. It's probably in part because, you know, I want to name them Tommy. Well, how about Billy? So now they can kind of both win in that sense. Um, But also, as we see later, kind of makes sense. Wanda might want to have twins when she herself is a twin. And I really love that they that she directly referenced Quicksilver, who I know people don't like as much as uh, Evan Peters in the X-Men movies. But I I still liked Aaron Taylor Johnson. I thought he was fine. Uh, Either way, I like that they referenced it, you know, whenever she's having twins and that hers died. And then whenever Geraldine directly references and that's what jogs remember. Oh, yeah. Ultron killed him. Right. And then the turn of Wanda, like, what'd you say? And and kind of how that went. What'd you guys think of that scene? And uh, are we going to see Aaron Taylor Johnson pop up in this simulation, do we think? Ooh, I'd be down for that. But you mentioned the look on Wanda's face. She looks malicious in that yeah. scene. She looks pretty terrifying. I like how Geraldine just tries to play it off, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool if he comes in at some point. I wonder if we'll get a James Spader. Maybe we'll get the Ultron voice, maybe, I'm wondering, in some in some way. Maybe in one of those commercials or something, Ultron will be voicing something or he'll be a commercial. There are no strings on me. Such a good James Spader impression. <laughs> and maybe we'll get uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson doing... Do you guys remember back when uh, Pietro and Wanda Maximoff were 
Sokovian and they like made up their really terrible Russian accents. Like Wanda's <laughs> just full on American now, but it used to be, <laughs> hello, what is going on? And then you had Aaron Taylor Johnson like, you didn't see that's coming. It's like, <laughs> so I'm nervous if he comes back, I guess he'll have to do his accent again. Well, do you guys have any uh, predictions for next week's episode? I think it's clear we're getting to the 80s. Yeah, I think we're going to go into the 80s. It'll be an 80s sitcom background, probably like a, like I think we said, maybe a full house kind of background in a way. The kids will probably be, I think, Austin, I think our prediction might be right. I think the kids are going to grow exponentially and probably be like maybe seven or eight years old. They want, I don't think they're going to be babies because if they, if they were born within a week of her being pregnant, then they got to be a little older next time, I'm guessing. I could see that. I, I I could also see maybe getting one episode where they are babies and it's kind of like a whole like sitcom set in the 80s about, oh, we're trying to raise kids, but we're unprepared. Like, this is crazy. I could see that being a plot of an episode. Um, but I could also see them growing up really fast, too. That could be interesting. As for so I can't it's kind of hard to predict what the actual plot of the sitcom will be. As for the mystery, what are you guys what are you guys kind of expecting in terms of what might be what aspects might be revealed next week? What are you what are you expecting to find out more about? I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of pulled us out of the bubble for a little bit and just maybe we meet like the people in charge of the operation. Maybe we see like a briefing scene. Maybe we see them like trying to infiltrate another agent and, and they're briefing that person. Like I could see something like that happening. Yeah, I think I was just kind of thinking along the same lines, maybe get like maybe not a full episode, but at least half an episode. Kind of like a, a Stranger Things kind of thing. You know how mm-hmm. like the Russians are behind the uh, the underworld or whatever it's called? Like a little behind the scenes of what's going on and maybe a uh, an outside view of the bubble. The fact that Geraldine had knowledge of the outside to me implied that she was sent in. So maybe we'll spend a little more time with her. I'm assuming she's going to be coming back. So maybe we find out kind of about who she actually is. I'm assuming her name wasn't Geraldine. That just seems like since she didn't know what was going on, that just happened. But I'm curious to find out more about her and how she factors into this this plan. And of course, the plan being something we have not we have no idea what it actually is yet. So I'm I'm just hoping to know a little bit more a little bit more about what the motivation is for why people are kind of watching. That's what I want to know. All right, everybody. Well, I think that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss any of our upcoming content. Also, if you wouldn't mind sharing us with a friend, that really is the best way to help us continue to grow this show. As we said at the top, we will be back on Tuesday for our Dungeons and Dragons Spectacular. At The Arnie's is our social, and thearnies.media is the website. So like Austin said, keep an eye out because just in a couple of days, part one of our Dungeons and Dragons adventure will begin. Once again, shout out to our guest who is Dungeon Master Nick from the Very Good Adventuring team. And since we just did Quantum of Solace, you know what that means. Skyfall is coming very soon as well. And of course, since WandaVision comes out every Friday and our reviews will be coming out on Sunday. So keep an eye out for those. We can't wait to keep diving into this mystery. Yeah, and check us out on Instagram. At the Arnie's, feel free to direct message us your thoughts on this episode and future episodes coming up. Give us your theories on WandaVision. Also remember to catch up on our James Bond series, Quantum and Casino Royale, and look forward to Skyfall. And we want to hear your Dungeons & Dragons characters. Please send them to us. Yeah, I want to know your characters. I want to know their backstories. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back with WandaVision next week, and clearly we have tons of great content coming soon, so keep an eye out. We will talk to you soon.